My first point is to say that for for Australians, uh, our, our thoughts are with uh, our Chinese uh, friends and others that are battling this virus. It is uh, enormously challenging, particularly for people in, in Wuhan and areas that are particularly affected. Australia is also affected. We've got 15 confirmed cases in Australia um, and, and five people have recovered. And our government, of course, our responsibility is the safety of Australians, uh, first and foremost at home and abroad. And abroad. Uh, so we've taken a number of steps to try and Yes, I think that's uh, taken a number of steps uh, to try and uh, respond to the challenge presented by the virus. So um, uh, we've uh, uh, stopped uh, travel um, from 1 Feb or after 1 Feb uh, to and, and, and from um, the mainland. So people that have been in the, in the mainland of China um, from 1 February uh, are not allowed to come to Australia unless they are Australians or Australian permanent residents, in which case they are expected to go into 14 days of quarantine. Uh, that of course has had an impact on, on some of the Chinese students in Australia. We have 189,000 uh, students from, from China uh, that study in Australia and nearly half of those are were in Australia already, so they're, they're, they're fine, they're continuing their studies, but we're trying to respond to those that had gone back to China, for example, for Chinese New Year, uh, and to, to think about remote learning and other options to try and address the difficulty of, of, of those, those people not being able to come back immediately to undertake their study. Um, uh, we've also been uh, sending in a, a couple of flights to to get Australians uh, and permanent residents that were in Wuhan at the time. Uh, so we've had two flights and we've also distributed a number of medical supplies to people in Wuhan. Uh, so they're some of the things that we've done in response. Mrs. Browning, thank you very much indeed for coming uh, in this morning, and, and congratulations on uh, on uh, the end of your tenure here in uh, in Hong Kong. And thank you for everything you've done for us here in Hong Kong during that time. Well, thank you very much, and my best wishes to everybody in Hong Kong. It's been absolutely marvellous serving here, and a great privilege. And I will be a lifelong friend of Hong Kong. That's Michaela Browning, who's Australia's Consul General to Hong Kong and Macau. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio Three. Final look at the markets. Uh, the Nikkei 225 in Japan is up uh, 0.3%. The Hang Seng in Hong Kong looks like it's going to rally about 100 points at the open. Uh, and in Australia, the SX200 up 0.9%. I should say, actually, the Nikkei 225 Japan is closed at the moment. It's the futures that are moving up uh, right now. Thank you very much for listening uh, this morning. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Let me give you an update on the weather forecast. Um, cloudy with a few rain patches. Maximum temperature of 20 degrees. Mild and humid tomorrow. 18 degrees right now. 84% relative humidity. It's 8.33. Here's Pierre Tremblay with the half-hour news.
The Center for Health Protection has evacuated dozens of households from a block of flats in Qingyi amid fears of a community outbreak of the novel coronavirus. Two cases have been recorded in Hongmei House in the Changhong Estate. The latest patient, a 62-year-old woman, lives 10 stories directly below a person who was the 12th to be diagnosed with the virus in Hong Kong. Everyone living in the equivalent flats from the 2nd to the 35th floors was moved to a quarantine center overnight so housing department engineers can investigate. The center's controller, Wang Gahing, said it wasn't clear how the two contracted the disease. Uh, it could still be the usual droplet transmission or contact transmission, but there is the environmental factor, which is somehow unique in these uh, two cases as they live in the same building. So we cannot exclude this possibility. And so for safety sake of the uh, residents, we uh, want to evacuate them first. The United States has charged four members of the People's Liberation Army over the hack in 2017 of the credit rating giant Equifax. The BBC's Gordon Carrera reports. This is not the first time the U.S. has charged members of Beijing's military with targeting U.S. companies, but the U.S. has become increasingly concerned, not just at the alleged theft of economic secrets, but also the intelligence risks. China has been linked to targeting of healthcare and government personnel records, and a concern for U.S. security officials is that Chinese spies may be able to put together these vast databases of personal data to establish which individuals have access to sensitive information and potential vulnerabilities which would allow them to be approached. The top government lawyer in the Philippines has moved to revoke the license of the country's biggest broadcaster in what critics say is a new attack on media freedom. Jose Calida accused ABS-CBN of violating foreign ownership laws and petitioned the country's Supreme Court to cancel its franchise. The, pre the, Philippines, the, sorry, the Philippine president, Rodrigo Duterte, has repeatedly pledged to shut down the broadcaster. The two U.S. Democrats who lead the presidential caucus in Iowa have both requested a partial recount of the result. The left-wing senator, Bernie Sanders, narrowly lost to his rival, Pete Buttigieg, in a chaotic contest in which technical problems delayed the result for days. The Iowa Democratic Party will consider the request. Opinion polls put Mr. Sanders in the lead in the next part of the presidential race, the New Hampshire primary, which takes place tonight. Addressing supporters in Ringe, New Hampshire, Mr. Sanders said he had the majority of support of those who voted in Iowa. Now, all of you are aware that they have a little bit of problems counting the votes in Iowa. I think they're still counting the votes in Iowa. But at the end of the day, what we know is we won the popular vote by 6,000 votes. Next news at 9. Good morning and welcome to Badchat. I'm Hugh Chilverson, your co-host today is Ada Wong. Ada, good morning to you. Good morning, Hugh. And we're continuing to look to that latest development with the coronavirus situation in Hong Kong. Are concerns about quarantine centres locations justified? What do we learn from the news that a family was infected at a hot pot meal? How do you rate the administration's response so far? What are your questions and comments? We have a, a disease specialist, uh, specialist in, in immunology and infectious diseases joining us.
after the news at nine. Please uh, put any questions to him then. Uh, but in the first part, we're going to be concentrating, as I say, on the issue of quarantine centres. Uh, if you want to talk to or share any thoughts, then uh, please use our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3, or give us a call. And our telephone number is 233-88266. Uh, or you can uh, email backchat at rthk.hk, and we'll do our best to read out your messages. Joining us for the first part of the programme, up to nine o'clock, we have with us now Yunlong District Councillor uh, Tommy Chung. Uh, before we get to uh, Mr Chung, uh, let's share some of the uh, emails we've received uh, in between uh, programmes. Um, some of them are getting a bit complicated. <laughs> I feel that uh, I should start by saying previously uh, on Backchat because some of them kind of uh, continue threads and continue uh, discussions. Uh, anyway, I'll do what I can. Uh, Norman says, Dear RTHK, I see the Hong Kong Fire Department has set up a rapid response teams at all fire stations for fire prevention purposes for all quarantine centres. Is it likely that the fire department is worried that people who object to the location of these centres will firebomb these facilities. I have one question. How low sickening can these rioters and thugs get? We need to protect travellers from mainland China, Hong Kong people returning from the mainland and foreign nationals travelling from the mainland. That comes from uh, Norman. Uh, and Richard says, As soon as I think RTHK has hit a new low, RTHK sits a new floor with new standards of journalistic excellence. And it's one, failure to report that some... Uh, half a million people have signed a petition to demand that striking hospital authority workers be fired. Second, failure to report that parties are now organising legal action against striking HA workers and their supporters for their unethical, disgusting and illegal strike action during a medical emergency. And three, failure to report that the Democratic Alliance for the Betterment and Progress of Hong Kong demanded the HA explain why 30 million masks were consumed or went missing from the stockpiles from the 2nd of January to the 8th of Feb. As I would need to get a lobotomy to match RTHK's mastery in mathematics and critical analysis, allow me to frame a set of questions for your guests. I don't understand the logic of that um, sentence, Richard, among other things. Anyway, uh, Richard says, 30 million masks were consumed or went missing from the HA stockpiles from the 2nd of January to the 8th of Feb. During that time, some 2.2 million patients and others visited the HA, which means they would have used 2.2 million masks uh, or otherwise. Uh, if the remaining 27.8 million masks were used by some 80,000 employees, this would represent a daily consumption rate of roughly 348 masks per employee. How is it possible for a single uh, HA employee to use nearly 350 masks in a single day? As the HA so short of toilet paper, employees have taken to using masks. Or were the masks stolen or deliberately misused or wasted by HA would-be strikers who wanted to sabotage the HA's operation to create conditions to provoke fear among staff that there was a shortage of supplies? In which case, these despicable people, who obviously did not mind harming their own colleagues who were busy saving lives, should be fired, then incarcerated with the harshest of criminal penalties. Those conspiring with them should also face similarly harsh punishments. That comes uh, from Richard. Thank you very much indeed for that. Um, just a, a point of information, Richard, this, the, the, the uh, petition that you mentioned that half a million people have signed to demand that striking hospital authority workers be fired, I can't find any reference to that. I um, uh, Please uh, help me out. Uh, if you can. I, I found a mention in uh, China Daily of a petition, uh, an online petition by a group uh, that... Um, 
it doesn't yield to Google. <laughs> anyway, uh, saying that 200,000 people had signed, but I can't find any f further mention of that. Please, if you can, you can help me that. Uh, and the the claim about the hospital uh, authority, I believe that came from from uh, Ming Pao, um, uh, was reported in Ming Pao first, but um, hasn't um, particularly been uh, picked up on by by other media. Um, uh, if anyone wants to respond to that. And finally, okay, here's one from DC who says, I'm writing to express my appreciation of your program and RTHK station as a whole and also my indignation towards the guy who rambled on saying how the whole RTHK got the virus and every employee needs to check the dictionary stroke primary education. It was absolutely uncalled for. I've become a fan of RTHK for great journalism and quality programming such as Backchat and the Chinese one that runs from 8 to 10 and RTHK 1, giving voices to everyone and inviting guests that can provide information and perspective to listen listeners i have two suggestions for that guy one listen to something else two i hope he stays well it's high time to make sure the u-pipes are working and so i think there's no obstruction in his u-pipes and he goes on to make a suggestion to the guest that was skillfully redirecting public attention to the heroic medical workers i would like to ask why the medical workers were put in such a precarious position also what about the new but quickly and suspiciously died down hashtag i want freedom of speech after the death of Dr. Li Wenliang. I was really bewildered when I first saw hashtag Wuhan ad oil because I saw it on pages of posts of Wuhan residents fleeing Wuhan before the lockdown. It's like, hey, hang in there, but I'm going to shoot off and have a good time in Shanghai Disney and guys, pop a fever killer so you can beat the thermometers. Brackets, a lot of people with fever were aiming for Shanghai Disney. Seriously. I'm sorry for making this email so long, but I encourage you guys to read the more detailed Chinese Wikipedia article on SARS. Google Translate it. It was a man-made disaster in slow motion. That's why people panic. They don't trust CCP. The Chinese don't trust China. That's why they're buying milk. The Chinese don't trust China. That's why they're buying milk powder from Hong Kong. Uh, even the Ferrero Rochers, and that comes uh, from uh, DC. Let's just end maybe with one more from Ching, who says, Hi, RTHK. Up to now, the real heroes are the medical workers who refuse to strike and remain committed to the cause of treating patients and saving lives. Cleaners, security guards, the police, who help enforce mandatory quarantine regulations, and others who are still working extremely hard to help fight Hong Kong fight the epidemic in their various ways in many thankless tasks are also unsung heroes. In contrast, hate-driven, fascist elements now leverage and politicise an epidemic outbreak by fabricating crises and radicalising workers in order to hijack the majority. That comes from Ching. Uh, Tommy Chan, good morning to you. Um, so uh, you're a district councillor in, in Yunlong. Uh, a number of the uh, houses, I understand, uh, um, where people will be quarantined are, are in Yunlong. Are you satisfied with those uh, locations, with those arrangements? Um, if you say Yunlong, um, there are several locations that might be chosen as the quarantine centre. Uh, of course, the centre would be um, far away from the Yunlong uh, Town Centre or Xinchuan District. Um, I think um, we have to ask the opinions from the villagers uh, first because um, actually we, there isn't any kind of uh, official announcement at this moment. And also the district council meetings have been suspended uh, for two weeks so that uh, we may have the uh, meeting um, on 25 uh, 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 so that um, 
at, at that day, we hoped um, the government officials could uh, explain to us um, how they, they would do on those locations and how they are planned. And I think um, uh, my colleagues will also have a lot of questions uh, on the quarantine center or the clinic um, um, in, uh, to handle those um, um, cases uh, related to the uh, coronavirus um, um, uh, in, in the community. Um, Tommy, I, I guess we are fighting an epidemic now and there are a lot of uncertainties. Um, I do understand the, um, the due process uh, that must be given and that, um, you know, people need to be consulted. But if you look at the case last night, late last night, that, um, you know, Hongmei House in Tingyi, you know, they had to urgently evacuate um, um, quite a sizable number of families. And they are now brought to, um, I guess, the Heritage Lodge, uh, you know, quite near Meifu. Um, in these circumstances, uh, what, what could a district councillor do? Obviously, um, you know, you can have the attitude of NIMBY, so not in my backyard. Uh, that's a quite usual response, uh, you know, from, um, you know, local politics. But you can also uh, have other thoughts, um, you know, of uh, how to handle this crisis. I think we have, uh, we, we should have uh, any kind of constructive uh, suggestions um, to the government because um, I, I think... Um, Quarantine center is a compulsory uh, method to control the coronavirus um, at um, at this moment. And also, I, I do think um, in the community we have to explain um, this kind of center. There will be a very compulsory uh, need, and also um, we have to explain and consult the uh, people first. Of course, um, we hope. Um, those centers could um, be far away from um, the uh, urban side, so that um, actually, I, I think you know, would not uh, could not be escaped um, to to have a quarantine center in in the rural side. Um, so that um, actually, um, um, we we are not saying that we do not accept any kinds of. Um, quarantine centers, but I think the procedure should go well because um, actually you see um, in the in the last uh, half years, I, I think the government has lost all the legitimacy to rule, so that actually there is a lot of um, untrust um, in any society. Um, they would think um, government um, suggestions would have lots of um, uh, Varieties and um, lots of um, rumors because you can see um, KLM can say um, one uh, measures before, but she will change her mind um, so that um, it will uh, get the uh, people confused. Yeah, it's I like, mean, you, um, you seem, Mr. Chung, you seem to be accepting the need even the strategy uh, of the government. But you say there is um, that uh, lack of trust, which um, I think a lot of many people would, would agree with. Um, honestly, you know, given the situation we're in now, how would you restore that trust? If you were a civil servant or if you were in the administration and you wanted to restore that trust, starting from now, how would you do it? I think they should, they should tell us honestly, not to, not to tell us at the, at the last moment. Because... Um, 
as you can see, uh, the Cameroon decisions they made at the first beginning, they wouldn't consult us. But after they have some plans, um, they would just only tell their decisions to the district councillors. I think it is, it is no uh, any kind of meaning in building trust between the district councillors and the government, uh, no matter uh, if the government wants to build this trust between the people and, and the government. I, I think um, I, I think the quarantine centre or the clinic things would, uh, would solve smoothly, but um, seems like um, the government, oh, they, they do not have uh, enough um, confidence on people uh, feels like um, like we we hope um, they would use Disneyland um, hotels and uh, or, or the land to to build the uh, quarantine center, or they could use um, some some space in in Yunlong, like um, uh, I think um, like the uh, military um, space that there are several uh, rooms for for the government to use, like um, in in Sekong, um, there is maybe more than 1,500 rooms for, for, the, uh, for the government to use. So that actually we are not opposing the idea of the quarantine centers. But I, I think it should be, um, I think they, they should consult us at the first beginning so that we can suggest lots of uh, different um, other phrases you see, I, I think I think a lot of people will say will say yeah will may, may say um, yes there is that there is that mistrust and um, and what that amounts to is is a politicisation of this that the that the uh, the healthcare strikers and some of the district councillors and a lot of the people who were involved in these demonstrations against quarantines uh, against quarantine centres being located in the in their particular district. Um, you look at who they are. You look at their background, and they are the same as the uh, as the black clad people, the um, the uh, anti government protesters who have been protesting uh, all year. That this is really just an extension of that. This is not really a, a matter of public health. This is really a matter of continuing the fight against the administration. But public health is, uh, and of course, you're a prime example of that. It's a very uh, politicalized issue <laughs> because um, you can see the history. Uh, if you, you touch the issue on the public health, and then you have lots of um, arguments on, um, on like um, the clinic uh, the clinic location, or different kinds of um, public health policies. Like you have to restrict uh, someone to do something, and there is lots of um, arguments. And of course, um, if the government loses the legitimacy of the universal trust, and they will find more difficulties, like. Uh, 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 if you uh, if you remember SARS um, in 2003, um, at that time, government at least they do not have that kind of um, political crisis. Um, of course, they call it crisis just after SARS. Um, and I think we have totally different situation at, uh, at this time. But isn't this now the time to set aside those political concerns and just to talk about just to look at the uh, public health issues? I think I think government should explain more um, because um, lots of people think like um, they have made the decisions in their in, in the headquarters, but the headquarters um, make decision, but they just only consult themselves. But like um, 
no one would agree on this um, on the strategy or on the effectiveness on on the um, on the policy on on how to uh, restrict the uh, coronavirus becomes uh, more more fierce. Uh, uh, fierce. Um, because um, like um, the doctors or the nurse uh, in, at the front line, they would not agree on, on the government's um, decisions also. So that um, actually, uh, I think more than 80% do not agree on, on how the government to handle this case. So that um, actually they will find more, much more difficulties on finding place to, to, uh, to build the quarantine, uh, quarantine center or the, the clinic or handling those cases. Um, so that actually, I, I think the government officials just just step one uh, one step back. Um, I, I think they, they should see see the real picture first. They um, should not blame any kinds of people or blame the district councillors or blame other other people um, other than the police and also other than the government officials. I think they should they should consider the political reality. Yes, um, Tommy, um, you know, in normal circumstances, uh, the district councillors and the government could have better dialogues. But when there's a crisis and when we're not mainland China, we don't really see military operations um, building, um, you know, 800 beds uh, as a temporary hospital. We we don't really have that sort of uh, manpower nor policy to do that. So I, I think the government must act very quickly because, um, you know, the quarantine centers, the camps that have been set up for these purposes have already reached their capacity. And so you need to um, do uh, find other other places, and also to have the designated clinics to treat patients uh, with mild fever. Now um, uh, we have talked about the quarantine centres, but what about the designated clinics? I think it's a good move because it sort of separates those uh, who have other illnesses from those who have mild fever. It actually reduces the um, uh, you know the chances of community outbreak. But it seems that um, even the Designated clinics are not really preferred by by many residents. Um, actually, if you say having dialogue with the government officials, um, the Department of Health didn't attend the district council meetings um, since our first meeting. Of course, uh, in our uh, in our first meeting, we have already um, um, set an agenda on talking about the coronavirus. But it seems like um, after one month. The problem help still um, escape from the um, dialogue with the district councillors. I, I think I think this kind of this kind of atmosphere would feel like. Um, of course, district councillors want to help the government to control the um, diseases, but uh, but seems like the government officials don't want uh, to have a dialogue or discussions on on the policy. They just. Like like um, the bureau of um, food and health, and they they would they would attend the meeting when they will ask the uh, quarantine center uh, to build uh, in 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 several district like in in uh, in the northern district or Shatin uh, district or the Shamshepo district because they have the quarantine center problem so that they would. Uh, send the officials that attend the meetings, but yeah, in other in um, district councils, we don't have any kind of um, um, 
officials, representatives from the Department of Health or from the housing authorities or from the Bureau of Health. Okay. The, the other issue, apart from the quarantine centres, is people quarantined at home. Uh, uh, the government said residents who have visited Hubei have to report for observation and remain quarantined at home. And uh, there are, and they they publish a list of buildings housing residents under quarantine. Uh, and I see seven of them are in are in uh, Yunlong. Are you happy with that arrangement? Are you satisfied with the way that's going? The home quarantine. Um, actually, um, of course, um, we have uh, several um, community tenants at this moment. They will uh, want to buy tissues or, or the facial masks or the um, dentalizers. Um, of course, there is already a panic in, in our community. So that's actually the home quarantine. I think um, people would want to know which place, but... Uh, we agree that uh, we should not expose those kinds of um, private information. Well, I think the name the name of the buildings is given. Yeah, that's I, public, I think, I think but that not the number, perhaps. Enough for the people to know. Hmm. And actually, I think that would be uh, alert the um, um, the the administration. Okay, so you su- you support what the administration has done there? You think they've done? They've yeah, got yeah, the right yeah. balance. I, I think I, I think I would agree on this kind of measures because. Uh, Actually, you have no other plans on on the home quarantine. I, I think it's important for for the people okay. to know to know which kind of allocations. Right. But I think the government has also different kinds of measures to help those people, like uh, the food um, like, uh, or the other kinds of um, 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 uh, resources for uh, to help them. Okay. Well, Tommy Chung, thanks for joining us, uh, Yunlong uh, District Councillor. Uh, couple, just a couple more emails can squeeze in. Uh, Doreen says, Dear Bankchen, I listened to the broadcast last Friday. I agree with Kim's assessment of Mr Matthew's talk. RTHK owes Kim an apology. And, uh, yeah, we will save the uh, others until uh, after the uh, news at uh, nine. We're also going to be joined uh, by a, uh, an infectious disease specialist and also chairman of the Hong Kong Patients' Voices, taking up on the uh, medical angles. Uh, the weather forecast, cloudy with a few rain patches. Maximum temperature today about 20 degrees, mild and humid tomorrow. And there will be thundery showers in the following couple of days. The reading's now 18 Celsius and the relative humidity is up at 81 chat this tuesday morning with ada wong and me hugh chiverton continuing to talk about aspects of the coronavirus uh once again if you want to uh, join in then uh, give us a call 233-88266 we'll put you on air and you can say what you like um or you can email back chat at rthk.hk that we may have to edit your emails for length uh, or you can comment on our facebook page and everyone can see your thoughts there that's back chat uh, on RTHK Radio 3. OK, um, before we uh, continue, some thoughts from listeners. Uh, Tom on Facebook says, Last week we had people in Hong Kong avoiding entire buildings because some from that building were quarantined, not sick, merely quarantined days before. This week, after a family was infected at a hot pot restaurant, people say, avoid hot pot restaurants. I'm worried about the basic level of science knowledge in Hong Kong. It's not the boiling water in the soup that's spreading the coronavirus. For those with interest in keeping up with the science, I highly recommend This Week in Virology podcast 
by a group of academics who are keeping track of the latest research studies and news on the coronavirus. That's This Week in Virology, a podcast recommended by Tom. Uh, Andrew F. says, the, on the subject of Sai Kung, uh, the renter mob that snaked around the restaurants of Sai Kung town centre on Sunday, ensuring that the few establishments clinging on to any business promptly lost it, was supposedly about local residents' fear about the nearby quarantine centre. I'd like to know how many of those clad in black, holding the Revolution of Our Times banner, etc., were actually Sai Kung locals. I'd also like to know how many of those people had concerns before the local district councillor got involved. That's uh, uh, Andrew F. Uh, and uh, Peter says, uh, On yesterday's show, Bernadette commented that all sick mainland Chinese in Hong Kong should be repatriated so Hong Kong doesn't waste a penny and any resources on them. Bernadette has also apparently assigned Chinese nationality to the coronavirus. How racist and sinophobic. Is Bernadette aware that Hong Kong is part of China and the majority of its population are Chinese citizens as well? How would Bernadette handle any other foreigner who is unfortunate to catch the virus in Hong Kong or carried it with him or her on arrival? Did he or she be repatriated as well? Is she also aware that since the outbreak started, most of the people crossing the border from mainland China into Hong Kong are mainly Hong Kong residents returning from their trips to China, and that Hong Kong residents outnumbered incoming mainland Chinese residents by at least 8 to 1? The locally reported infection and quarantine cases confirm this ratio as well. What if mainland Chinese picks up on her logic and offers to repatriate tens of thousands of Hong Kong residents back to Hong Kong because mainland authorities don't want to risk wasting any resources on them? By the way, does Bernadette have a proposal how Hong Kong should handle the repatriation, quarantine and potential treatment of the some 2,100 Hong Kong residents stranded in Wuhan? That comes uh, from Peter. And Martin says, at a time when the government and health experts are advising against close contact with others to avoid possible transmission of few flu virus how can the current mass arrests by police be tolerated dozens of people rounded up some wounded and held for many hours in what are certainly not hygienic conditions are a recipe for a mass outbreak of flu should even one of them be carrying the virus and for what purpose clearly many will never be charged and anyway the courts cannot cope with a volume of petty charges the police seem to be operating in a parallel universe why is the government turning a blind eye the potential threat their totally disproportionate response to any form of protest regardless of the legitimacy of the concerns being expressed and finally one uh, from mary on the issue of uh, infectious control Mary says, again, there is an issue with transmission of virus due to planning issues. Yet, despite the lessons that should have been learnt from SARS, both the housing authority and private developers continue to build units that do not have proper ventilation. The building department regulations with regard to windows in bathrooms have been binned to boost the number of units for the HA and profits for developers. Because of noise issues, many developments, especially home purchase, have windows that cannot be opened. Some mini-units have only one window. The Kitchen is just a shelf in the one room and bathrooms have no windows. Aircon is a must with zero cross-ventilation. There is no way to clean the extraction pipes to bathrooms and cooking areas. Hong Kong will certainly at some point pay the price for the short-term solutions that have become commonplace and render many homes ticking time bombs. That comes uh, from Mary. Joining us for this part of the programme, we have uh, Dr ho Hock Kung. Uh, Marco Ho is a, a specialist in paediatric immunology and uh, infectious disease. And Alex Lam, who's chairman of the Hong Kong Patients' Voices. Yes, uh, good morning, Dr Ho. 
Good morning, uh, you uh, and Ada. Yeah, yeah. Um, many people are still very worried uh, or even, you know, they are very frightened about um, the new coronavirus, in particular uh, about how the new coronavirus could be spread. Now, from last night's uh, uh, urgent evacuation in Qingyi, in Hongmei Home, um, there might be 40 pipes uh, which uh, link the two cases 10 floors apart. How, how, do, you, how, how do you make of, um, you know, the situation so far? Uh, indeed, it's a big news. It recalls some of the bad memories from the Amoy Garden in 2003. Uh, but this time, I think they are very sweet and they have some understanding of the pipe arrangement. Perhaps that's why they are not evacuating the whole building, but just a particular uh, unit of the same, facing the same direction. So I hope they are right, because uh, this uh, really, uh, the, the, the so-called airborne transmission is always uh, uh, debatable, but people may have a aerosol generation during this uh, closed uh, ventilation systems. So just like one of the, the audience commented that Hong Kong the building is an issue. So we always worry this types of a massive, massive transmission. So we will see the story unfolds. But, um, but currently, I think what we're lacking is even we want to contain this types of community outbreaks, we are short of a, a good camp site to provide for, for big group of people to be sort of isolated and segregated. So the, I think the, the imminent issue, the, the government should find places to settle this. And I, I, I would see these kinds of happening will be coming uh, day by day. We probably now is already overtaking the numbers of uh, Singapore. But Singapore seems uh, has a very visible leadership in this aspect. And even the Singapore Prime Minister Lee commented that the community outbreak eventually is inevitable because we see the trend of this virus is not as severe as SARS in the fatality rate, but its the infectious rate is really high. And there's uh, so many these uh, lapses and silent, so-called silent carriers in the community. And then we have the big border with the China and all these returnees, they don't they don't observe the, the so-called self-quarantine policies. There's already many people being found. They they out of the home. They're going to shopping. So we will see the, how they can tighten up this bit. How important it is to uh, trace all the people that uh, confirmed patients uh, have been in contact with. It seems that uh, spokes, uh, spokes lady of the um, Department of Health said it is now getting more and more difficult to do yes. so? I think so. I think so. Um, because the, uh, they, they, are, they are shutting down like, uh, different places and then if Hong Kong is doing itself sober, then still kinds of uh, people reduce their social activities. But that's not enough. I think uh, you seeing our leader is not wearing masks and then in the public. That's not a good sign. I, I think he's uh, instigating some other uh, information that people will share differently. In, in fact, we're coming from a social address for so many months, and there's already a huge distrust to governments. And then we, people have stopped piling PPE, uh, self, uh, personal protection equipment, so we run out of stores, even in my clinic. 
I'm, have a problem to to find enough uh, stock of face mask, and then not mentioning I don't have a suit or something if I really have a high risk case. So it's a really uh, uphill battle now. Mm. Uh, also with us, as I say, is, is Alex Lam from Hong Kong Patients Voices. Mr. Lam, good morning to you. Uh, uh, representing patients, what are, what are your areas of concern now? Is it, uh, as we were hearing from uh, Dr. Ho there, uh, problems with uh, clinics, uh, private clinics and the supply of, yeah. of uh, materials there, or is it the hospitals, or, or what? What's your area of concern at the moment? Well, well first of all, I, I think I have a declaration of interest uh, because I'm, I'm also the chairman of uh, Hong Kong South Mutual Health Association, and I was uh, diagnosed uh, SARS patient mm. back in 2003. So I have uh, a different uh, uh, perspective uh, seeing things happening in Hong Kong. So so seeing the, the problems we have in Hong Kong, that uh, the major problem is, is uh, essentially our leader because um, um, there was uh, another kind of a battle uh, in Hong Kong uh, in the past, uh, past year. And that uh, this this year we have a different situation. Back in 2003, Perry Lam was the director of the social welfare department when we everyone in Hong Kong was uh, fighting with SARS. So she 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 knows very well what people need in in the society. But but looking at the, in this year, that uh, we don't see <clears throat> anything Perry Lam doing is really helping Hong Kong. And every decision she made. It's either too late or irrational uh, in dealing with the, the, the situation. Like, because, like what? Um, Give me an example. Like, like, um, like what? Uh, we we uh, we see that uh, the disease started to spread in in China in December, right? Now it's uh, February, and uh, we expect her to do something that uh, we we we. Uh, uh, ensure that uh, we have a strong medical system to deal with the situation. However, we, we saw the, the, the strike by the medical staff last week because they were, they were um, hoping that the government will consider closing the border, which is essential, and I agree to that. Uh, closing the border will stop people with high risk uh, with the, the, uh, the virus coming to uh, to Hong Kong every day, we we see tens of thousands of uh, visitors coming from China, or Hong Kong people coming back from China, and they carry this virus uh, into Hong Kong, which uh, will certain in certain uh, degree increase the number of uh, infections of Hong Kong. And we wanted to um, we want to keep a, a, a infection level. Uh, to, to uh, a level that we can handle, the medical staff can handle, uh, because um, we have about one million people uh, more than uh, 2003. Uh, Hong Kong is getting um, dense and dense uh, populated. And then we, we expect her to, to find out a way that, uh, number one, that uh, you stop spreading uh, the, the virus in Hong Kong by letting more people from coming from China. Number two, we have to maintain a, a strong medical system to deal with the situation. However, the morale in the medical staff in public hospitals are very low because of uh, the inaction of the government. Um, so, um, 
uh, Alex Lam, what what would yeah. be your proposal then? Um, you have been an unfortunate patient of SARS, and you see um, all these irrational decisions. What could be a more rational decision in the coming weeks? I think we we she Terry uh, Lam cannot make every decision herself. She has to delegate her power to 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 other people. Terry Lam is an intelligent people. I, I would say she she's she's not dumb. But she's there to, to, to punish Hong Kong. So, so she has to delegate her power to, to other people who, who can deal with it, who has the, 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 the heart to deal with the problem. Uh, we are seeing lack of a uh, surgical mask. We are seeing people panic in the stocking of uh, masks and uh, uh, food and toilet paper. So <clears throat> we have to um, find people, um, different people, to come up with solution that uh, will help people relieve their <coughs> relieve their panic. Um, so <coughs> I, I think it's difficult because, uh, judging from the experience uh, we have two uh, in the past two years, it's difficult to find people uh, working with her. Uh, but in any event, uh, nothing is too late. So we we should uh, think of a way that uh, we, we 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 help our leader. To, to resolve the, the problem that, uh, let's say, for example, people are starting, starting to uh, think of a way to produce masks uh, in Hong Kong rather than sourcing from uh, overseas. Uh, we have to uh, um, make measures to, to deal with the, um, uh, the quarantine measures because uh, the quarantine measure at the moment uh, is a joke because you can't expect people to... to to come into Hong Kong, expect them to, to uh, behave while they are put into self-quarantine. And uh, we should uh, have uh, more measure by stopping uh, uh, further visitors coming from the mainland until we have uh, uh, our quarantine measures uh, um, prepared for this. So we have to uh, limit the number. Either we stop um, everyone or limiting people of uh, a number of people coming uh, from from China until we have uh, uh, our, our system can handle. Now see that the bad news uh, yesterday night that uh, it seems that there will be another round of a huge community outbreak because of the structure of the, the building, and everyone have another panic night. And uh, we we need to, um, to see the leader and bring it uh, come out from the the fear they, they have they they see it every day. Uh, Dr. Ho, uh, I mean, yeah. one, one problem is if, if the problem is with the design of the building, presumably there's not much you can do about it, is there? If it's, uh, uh, you know, it, yeah. what, do you, what are you supposed to do? Move house? Now, I think the fear can do more harm than the virus itself. We all agree on that. So the, still we stick to the basics about our personal hygiene. <laughs> one of the things is uh, uh, people... I mean, wear masks, and then we do hand hygiene. Sorry, now, sorry on, on the masks, do you think they're useful, and, and when are they useful? Oh, I think it's useful. I, I think they, 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 I'm wearing most of the time now, honestly. Um, the, the mask is especially in the public space. Uh, when you, but this, um, we, you are talking about a different situation, which is not, should not be the common phenomenon. Then you are sitting alone in your own toilet and you might be infected. But this has to be proven, yeah, right? Because this is one of the theory. They're checking out the system. 
because one of the people <coughs> they're living in the um, in the building. There's also other droplets for my transmission because the the super spread that sometimes they they when they go through the lift and they go through the corridors or different places, they may have other contacts areas. So I I think the possible air transmission, this kind of theory, we, we let the uh, specialist comment and this expert to investigate. But right now, what we can do now is our own personal hygiene. But as you said, fear is more harmful than the virus itself might be. So what what could be uh, some of the uh, solutions and decisions that the government could do? Yeah, I agree uh, more with the, 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 the chairman that in the public crisis, crucial for leader to stay ahead of the curve and inspire confidence in the people and sound our strategy to prepare the mass mentally and uh, what will happen, what next steps will we be taking. When we see all the press release or those press conference by government officials and all the, uh, they are not very sort of is, inspire confidence. Uh, I don't know how this, uh, they, they might need to adjust their mode of speaking or that they're being more engaging. And then I see the websites of the, uh, the, the CHP of Hong Kong uh, compare with Singapore. And the Singapore Ministry of Health, they are very simple. They have the dashboard and then they have an expert, a, a, a trustful expert or a leader, a scientist, uh, to give a short video clips day by day. I think we, we need to learn from uh, other good examples of Asian countries. They can manage this crisis better than us. So we have to see how Macau's and what they're doing and how Singapore's doing. I think uh, we just have to be humble. Our leaders have to be humble and then and to engage uh, our people because this is a potential crisis, but still there is a turnaround Hong Kong to re- reunite itself to against the same uh, human virus uh, pathogen. So the xenophobia, yes, this is a, really a bad thing uh, happening right now. So we shouldn't fall into that trap. But rather, we Hong Kong people should unite ourselves to fight against a common disease. Okay, some more thoughts uh, from listeners. Teresa says, Dear RTHK, how about using Mansfield Road vacant civil service quarters down Guildford Road, the peak? Five large empty tower blocks, very airy, away from dense communities, prompt access to the Matilda Adventist Canossa Hospitals. Can the rich share some social responsibility? Uh, asks uh, Teresa. And uh, Drake says, uh, it's easy to criticise district councillors and the medical staff of politicising, but when was the last time one would accuse the government of politicising? It was the government who told us not to wear masks for daily interaction, then to tell us we we failed to purchase masks weeks later. When mainland cities were closing borders to contain the spread, it was the government who refused to listen to a Centre for Health Protection top doctor's advice, then to tell you to be worried of a local outbreak two weeks later. What the citizens, including blue ribbonists, are doing are merely reactions to the inaction and grossly inadequate measures of the government. That comes uh, from Drake. Thank you very much indeed for that. And... uh, uh, back ch- uh, sorry, this is uh, from Alan who says, Back chat, many of the Wu Mao emails and all, even also your presenters make much of the fact that people criticising things like border opening or quarantine 
were active in the Five Demands protests. They conclude that they are simply using this crisis as a way to attack the government. The protests are not a factional power struggle. They are motivated by the fact that an unrepresentative government does not act in the interests of the people. The coronavirus demonstrates this, as did the extradition law. To protest both is consistency, not a conspiracy. That comes uh, from uh, Alan. Thank you very much indeed for that. And uh, I mentioned earlier about the uh, petition uh, against the strike by uh, healthcare workers. And uh, Martin says, uh, interesting that uh, RTHK is or does not want to be aware of the petition to sanction health striking healthcare workers. Let me help you out. Thank you very much indeed, Martin. Please, yeah, do. Uh, it's been launched by Caring Hong Kong and attracted uh, 437,687 signatures. And there's a link, and it's sign.caringhongkong.com. And also there's a story from Wenwei Po. Uh, about the about the uh, story, uh, Martin. Thank you very much indeed for that. Uh, number two three three eight eight two six six. We've got a caller on the line. I think Nigel. Good morning. Uh, yeah. Good morning, Hugh. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I'm just following on really almost from uh, your previous speaker. Is the fact is that we lack a central source of information. Um, we're hearing different messages from different departments at different times. And I've been colleagues in my office have been saying, where can I get to one point of actual factual information? So I'm saying, well, should we treat this almost like a typhoon, uh, where we have regular official news information, exactly uh, you know what's going on? Uh, yeah, for example, I'm just reading from the standard. Uh, the secretary for health, uh, Sophia Chan, yesterday said she called upon the public to avoid human-to-human contact. And businesses such as cinemas, karaoke, clubhouses and shooting centres should be temporarily closed to prevent groups of people from gathering. So is that official government instruction? Or is it just that, well, it'd be nice, wouldn't it, chaps, um, if you could do it? You know? And it's this lack of central positive guidance or instruction, is, I think, is what we're lacking. Hmm. Do, do uh, Alex Lamb, do you agree with that? I totally agree, because uh, it seems that Carrie Lam is running Hong Kong like uh, playing Sim City herself, that uh, she's so uh, robust in handling everything that uh, one day she, she asks you not to wear a mask, and two days later she asks you to wear a mask and apologizing. And uh, it seems that uh, there's, there's there's no way to predict what's going on in Hong Kong. That's the, the worst situation. People in panic, people in fear. Because we, 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 we know the Hong Kong government is not helping Hong Kong people. In fact, uh, in my own opinion, Carol Lam is, is there to punish Hong Kong people by not doing anything sufficient to protect All right. us. D- D- Dr. Ho, what, what do you think? Do you, do you think we lack information or lack a centralised source of authoritative information? There is the Centre for Health Protection, Nigel, I have to say. I've just looked up there. They, they have a, a page which is updated daily with a lot of information, uh, a yes. lot of facts and figures and things like that. So if you go to chp.gov.hk, there is a yes. certain amount. But, Dr. The, the, the information is, uh, is quite detailed, but just the presentation, I think, uh, we need a better presentation and a better uh, organization of the information to deliver them. I think they, they are lack of confidence, so they, they often, uh, uh, they, they give some, uh, uh, some soft information first and then see the opinion 
and the different uh, comments, and then they formulate their strategy. But that is too slow in facing a crisis. You need more uh, swiftness in, 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 and then more confidence in uh, discharging things. But uh, I agree that the conflicting, especially the public image about wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, pretend to be tough, that those things we should minimize, those uh, miscommunications. Uh, uh, yeah, agree. Yeah. N- Nigel, do you want to come back? Yeah, no, I mean, j- just the very thing that you just did then, Hugh, was saying, please go to this website, mm. is a piece of information we didn't have. Mm. Um, because there's so many government websites, because I, I do work for government, um, it's difficult to find them. So again, <laughs> maybe... We, we, so we do I, and, and yes, you're right. <laughs> okay, well... Uh, 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 that's maybe what RTHK can do, is maybe every few hours and say, please go to CHP, whatever, uh, to um, to get an update on the on the latest information. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, 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 we, we, we don't just kind of repeat government information. We, we take information in from all kinds of other stories and, and, uh, and parties and things like that. Um, but I, I, I think that's probably the main source, to be honest, is the chp.gov.hk, the Centre for Health Protection. Uh, as I say, there's a daily that has the latest local situation, it has the figures, it's got the countries and areas affected, the buildings which confirmed cases uh, and so on. And then it's got details on the preparedness and response plan, press releases and things like that, uh, as well as a hotline uh, as well. Um, so I think that seems to kind of be the central point. So I, I would yep. recommend that, Nigel. Yeah, the Centre for Health Protection. Yeah. OK, thanks very much indeed for your call. Thank you. Uh, uh, thanks very much indeed. Um, uh, just, OK, uh, one question from Phil B, who says maybe, uh, Dr Ho, you could answer this. Uh, is the contagiousness of the coronavirus as bad as the normal flu virus or is it uh, exponentially higher? Is it is it like the normal flu virus, the contagiousness? Yes, the, 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 the RO, so-called reproductive figure, is about uh, two to three people believe that the two point something... So um, in the community, we don't have uh, our herd immunity on this novel virus, so it's uh, quite contagious. Um, people, there's two scoops of thoughts. Some people thought it's uh, like a severe common cold, so we shouldn't be panicked, um, but there shouldn't be any complacency in this uh, uh, infection control uh, because you can easily over uh, uh, cripple a public health system because uh, end up some people would need oxygen and some people would need ICU, some people would have a very severe pneumonia. So uh, you can imagine in a flu season, it can easily cripple uh, public health system. So that's why on on the top now, we're circulating uh, influenza and this new virus. So it's particularly serious. So I believe the fatality rates that people are now describing is about 2.1%, which is already higher than the usual influenza. Um, so, but it's never that high as a SARS. But the SARS, the infectivity is not that high because they usually confined more in the hospital setting clinic. Mm. But you see in the figure shooting up in from Wuhan and the spread to the world is much quicker than the SARS. So we already know this is a much infectious than the old SARS. Okay. Uh, uh, one last comment, and perhaps uh, Alex Lam, you could answer this. Um, 
uh, Jay says, your patient advocacy post, I think that's you, Mr. Lamb, uh, is criticising the situation. It's going to politicising the situation. Why doesn't he offer constructive suggestions in order to help the situation? Mr. Lamb, are you, are you, uh, are you politicising? Are you not offering help. constructive suggestions? Well, I, I'm, I'm always there to criticise. Because uh, if you don't criticise, then uh, they don't move. This is the reason that I have to uh, voice out my opinion that uh, if the government is listening, that um, she might do something. Remembering in 2003, there was a SARS com uh, committee commissioned by um, uh, Tong Chiwa, the, the then chief executive, that uh, they come up, came up with a report. The title of the report is From Experience to Action. So what direction that uh, we, are, we, are, we are seeing uh, Hong Kong will be brought to? Um, I, I, I can't say anything today because we, we have no idea what's happening tomorrow. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not praising government because if I see things are not doing well, then I must criticize. I mean, um, everyone is doing this thing every day because they're angry. Because they're angry seeing the situation like this that, that we face every, uh, every day, that uh, we have uh, rumors. Uh, misinformation every day on on the internet or on uh, on um, on our cell phone. That because government is not doing the job, it's not politi uh, political um, um, uh, 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 damage to 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 uh, intended. Because uh, it's something that uh, we, we we suffer that uh, we have to make the complaint. OK. Well, uh, Alex Lam, thank you very much indeed for joining us, Chairman of the Hong Kong Patients' Voices. Thank you to uh, Dr Marco Ho, uh, Specialist in Paediatric Immunology and Infectious Diseases, and Tommy Chung in the first part of the programme as well. Ada, thank you very much indeed. Uh, good to have you back. And the weather forecast, cloudy with a few rain patches, temperatures up to about 20 degrees. That look mild and humid tomorrow, and then thundery showers in the following couple of days. 17 degrees, latest relative humidity, 88%. To prevent the spread of disease, make sure all drainage traps contain water. Pour half a liter of water into each drain outlet every week. Check sinks, baths, toilets, and floor drain outlets regularly. If drainage pipes are leaking or blocked, or drain outlets emit a foul smell, arrange prompt inspection and repair by a qualified person. Don't alter drains and pipes on your own. Visit chp.gov.hk for details. 9.34, the news now with Pierre Tremblay. The Center for Health Protection has evacuated dozens of households from a block of flats in Qingyi amid fears of a community outbreak of the novel coronavirus. Two cases have been recorded in Hong, Hongmei House in the Chenghong Estate. The latest patient, a 62-year-old woman, lives 10 stories directly below a person who was the 12th to be diagnosed with the virus in Hong Kong. Everyone living in the equivalent flats from the 2nd to the 35th floor was moved to a quarantine center overnight so housing department engineers can investigate. The United States has charged four members of the People's Liberation Army over the hack in 2017 of the credit rating giant Equifax. The top government lawyer in the Philippines has moved to revoke the license of the country's biggest broadcaster in what critics say is a new attack on media freedom. Jose Calida accused ABS-CBN of violating foreign ownership laws and petitioned the country's Supreme Court to cancel its franchise.